Hi, this is Vintage Girl with a Bow. I am your host, Bibi, and my guest today is Mr. Isman Lovens. Right. My name is Isman Lovens. I am 27 years of age. I am this. I am also a musician. I play the saxophone and I have I have a degree in economics and accounting. Currently I'm at the St. Joseph's Convent Secondary School. Is that a coed school or an all girls, all boys school? No, it's a all girls school, Catholic based. Oh, being at, at the St. Joseph's Convent so far has been a great experience, I must say. Um, the students, this school is said to be, well, it's not said to be, it is the top school on the island. The top island performers emerge out of this school. Um, the students are well-disciplined. The students are very focused. The learning environment is very supportive. They have good staff, good teachers, and a very supportive principal as well. So I should I would say for my first year it has been a very good experience. Talk to me about the students engaging in prayer. All right. So because of the nature of our school, my school is half owned by government and half owned by the nuns. All right. So these nuns ensure that the students uh, have not only a good education but they have also an active spiritual life. And as a result of that, they ensure that prayer is something that students begin with. So every morning when students come to school, the first thing they do is pray, right? So we'll have assembly where each homeroom gets the opportunity per week to talk about a Bible virtue and the organize either a skit or they organize a video or they organize some something to present to the school body and in doing so there is prayer and from the from the assembly it sets the tone for the rest of the day we also have prayers before break time we also have prayers before lunch time we have prayers after before we dismiss but why so much so many so many times what what is it that you guys are trying to instill why you do so many prayers well we're trying to have the girls realize that even at school that god is a very important factor in their lives and that it is important that they have a relationship with god and that they speak to god so we try to make their their um spiritual life as active as possible it also contributes to how well these girls perform. You find that they're so much more focused in class when they, when they start their day praying. You find that there is less disruption as a teacher myself. The students are more focused, they're more that settled. That is good. That is good. So in teaching um, these um, young ladies, girls, what are your ages and what age group do you teach? Or what age does you, your school begin at? Well, in our secondary school, we have forms. So we have form one. Form one, you enter at age 12. Form one can also be translated into grade seven. 
right? Then we have I teach from ages 15 to ages 17. And these students range from form four to form five. How, how well is it with you, seeing that you're such a young man, barely a little over their age? What's it like, you know, giving instruction to them? Well, the girls, they're, they're very intelligent. So just my first appearance, they would have realized that I am not so much older than them. All I can say is that I do get the respect that I, I require from them. What is, what is very important to me is, is that in a job where you're teaching young people, young adolescents, adolescents you cannot enter a classroom feeling that you're the only one in control, that everything must be done What whenever you say it, you, they have to fall right away. You have to have more of a relaxed atmosphere where students are be able to express themselves, but in the same time, they must realize that there is a line that they should not cross. So it goes both ways. I must respect them for who they are, and they must respect myself as the teacher of the classroom. So it can be difficult, I mean, especially girls, you never know they're having a bad head day or, you know, all the issues that young women go through these days. So you have to be quite mindful and quite understanding at some, in some point in time. But I should say that they, so far my experience has only been good um, I try to be the teacher where you can come to class and we can discuss not only the academic curriculum, but also social curriculum, because I, I strongly believe that girls and young people on the whole, they need to be able to make the right steps in life. So if we're talking about, for example, the banking system, which is in the academic curriculum, I would probably drift off and tell them the importance of having a savings life, making sure they save, making sure they have a credit. In, in St. Lucia, we have what you call the credit union, making, you know, different guidelines, making sure they can fill out a deposit slip or a saving slip and just giving them little ideas of ways I myself have learned that wasn't necessarily taught in the classroom. I like to impart that knowledge on them. I want to ask you a question. Even though I know it's a Christian school, you believe that the Bible is an essential part of their learning and should Bibles be in school? Right. I do believe Bibles should be in school. I do believe that Bible should be an essential part of the school environment as well. As a matter of fact, we have in the school many organized activities which, which require the use of the Bible. We have many praise and worship sessions at, at the school. The, each form actually in the timetable is slotted what you call chapel, where they go in, they're, they're taught by either a religious knowledge teacher, a priest, or a pastor comes in 
and speaks to them about a particular topic. So the girls are, are very much involved in the reading of the Bible, the studying of God's word. I myself, we have what you call homerooms. So you have each, each teacher in charge of a homeroom, and you don't necessarily teach these children academically, but you're the one, like the parents in the school, basically. So you come, you ensure that they are well, ensure that whatever complaints they may have, that they can talk to you about it. And you, ensure, you basically ensure that their well-being in the school is taken care of, right? So in this, these homeroom sessions, which are also timetable. I take the opportunity to teach these girls. I the, teach them in the. I tell them in the in the that in the Bible, there is literature there that guides your life, that helps you to understand and to know what way to go in life as you grow up. So I take my life for example. I grew up in school with so many young people, and they. They, who who has ten children already, or who who, ha, who is on the streets, and I'm saying to myself that thank God I was raised in a Christian home where I was where I was introduced to God's word at an early stage, and I use God's word as a guidance to my life. So I use myself as an example to them, and tell them that you need to read God's word on a daily basis. I have this app on my phone called the Daily Bread, and I shared it with them, told them that this app, you can read probably two to three verses a day, and it will give you a synopsis of what the verse is talking about for a story and give you a reminder as to how to go about living your life for that day or what to work on. So that basically is how I go about sharing the word of God with them. That is another reason why I believe that the Bible is very important. Okay. Are you a Catholic by religion? Oh, no, I'm not a Catholic by religion. I'm Baptist. Okay, you're a Baptist and you're in a Catholic environment. Is it conflicting with your teaching? Well, no, it's not conflicting with my teaching. Per se, um, both... There is a level of respect for both teacher, for both myself, who is a non-Catholic, and the principal or other teachers who are Catholic. We have a common ground where we understand that it is the word of God that is important, the relationship with God that is important, and not necessarily the religious ties. Okay, so we move based on that regard. I respect their their beliefs, they respect my beliefs, and we try not to disrupt any other any activity or show it in any way so that the girls can pick up. Teacher, for your um university studies, did you do it in St. Lucia or you went to another place to do your studies? I went to Barbados. I studied at studied at the university of the West Indies Cable Campus, and it's based in Barbados. Okay, so was that your first time away from home, from your parents' home? Oh yes, it was my first time being away for so long. How was it being away from home in a new environment, 
as a Christian? Well, being at first being away from home was was a little challenging in terms of you. I missed my my own home, my own room. I miss my church family, of course. But as time went by, I mean, the first first Sunday in the in the being away, I was already hunting to see my next church, my next home church in Barbados. And I did find the church, the Emmanuel Baptist Church, um, by past it was a pastor Wood, and I must say that they made me feel very comfortable. I was always at church. They even had me as an official musician playing the saxophone. So it was quite, quite good, quite a good experience. Well, coming to Barbados, my first time, my first being away for so long, being in the country for so long, being at school, you come, you encounter so many different people. So many nationalities, so many different cultures, so many, especially at the Keville campus, it is said to be one of the most diverse schools in the Caribbean. So I met so many people, and of course, I met non-Christians as well as Christians. First and foremost, I think that majority, if not all, realized that I was a Christian because you can guarantee on a Sunday morning at 8.30 they would see me with my saxophone in hand, heading to church. So it was very rare for them to see me on a Sunday out by the beach or chilling with them, which I did get many invitations to go, but they realized my morals, my values, and they themselves respected that. Um, going in, in meeting these people as well, I spoke to them. Some of them used to invite me, like I said, out on a Sunday. And when they realized that I would, I was very um, strict and adamant as to making sure that my Sunday is only for church, they asked me questions as to why, why I, I have done, I have done this in so long. They asked me why I'm so loyal to the Christian life, and I, I spoke to them and I told them that, well, I'm. Even being at university is a blessing from God. Knowing my background, I didn't come from a rich family. I got a full scholarship to come to school, and all of that can—all of that—is only by God's grace, you know. So, knowing all of that, I appreciate my Christian life. I—I—I I, I want to walk the Christian life. While also, I made some good Christian friends at the church and even at school. We had what I used to worship with some Adventist friends too. They have the AY, I believe, the youth group. And it was a it was it was all good and well with the with of course the Christian group um in the activities they had, the concerts especially. I met as a musician, I met a lot of gospel musicians who sang and played played saxophone as well and keyboard. And we had a good time. I did a couple crusades as well. So on both ends, I should say that I had a very good Christian experience. The church I went to, even when I finished, they flied me over to Barbados a couple of times to play at whatever concerts they have or special occasions. So I really left a mark in Barbados. And they are also with me. 
I miss them. Maybe not as much as my church, but I do miss them. And I did enjoy my time there. Okay, thank you. So the, the, the students that you have helped to, you know, you have led to the Lord, or are they still involved in that Christian walk? Are you aware of if they are? Actually, yes. Um, not too long ago, actually, they would either tell me they're on their way or they'll send a picture in the church clothes telling me they just came from church or going to church. And I myself, when I talk to them, I see if they post something and say, what time is church? They'll say, oh, they're just about to head out or whatever. So, yeah, I think some of them are still going that way. The way I was raised is the result of that. Going to, going, very few young people will go to university and look for a church family. Very few. As a matter of fact, we lose, even in, at, at my local church, we have lost a lot of young people who have went off to school simply because, I don't know, whatever is going on in their head. But I must say that the way I was raised, I made sure as soon as I got to a strange place, the first thing I looked for was a church family. 